0: we always look forward to that week because it was always intense.
2: The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys, still, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at BetOnline. You'll find the latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline is your basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your bonus. Head online.ag where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end, Jason Dunn. And we got some we got some new blood, some new Kansas City Chiefs blood in running back then Eric Prince. Then Eric, how are we doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, man, just say well, I just want to say, man, welcome to the Chiefs. Uh, it's it's exciting moment, you know, draft day. Uh, seeing what's going on, just during the, that that entire process, uh, and waiting to see where you're going to land. Right? It could be it could be nerve wracking, nerve wracking not just for you, but your family, all the people that's been there to support you. Uh, but congratulations, man! Like I said, just you know, just becoming a Chief. Okay, so. It's your time now. It's your time to shine, baby. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm.
2: Derek, uh, so JD kind of talks about dra- draft day, and um, you're you were an undrafted free agent, um, and so obviously going to day one, day two, day three, um, you know, not hearing your name get called. What, what's going through your mind as the seventh round kind of comes and you don't, you know, you, you didn't hear your name called? What, what what's kind of the process? How's that hitting you? Okay, so obviously. Late in the 7th, I
1: was obviously – I was a little disappointed that I wasn't hearing my name called, but I knew I put in the work, so I knew that something good was going to come.
0: And, and, you know, with that, like you knew something good was going to come. And sometimes, man, when when, when guys uh, have to take that path, right, maybe not necessarily hearing your name called, um, and it, I'll kind of talk about like my, my journey, like I was expecting to be drafted – you know, early, like a first rounder, end up on second round. Uh, but all I could think of was, OK, everybody that passed on me, I'm going to make pay. Everybody that doubted me, I'm going to show them, I'm, I'm just going to show out. And so that was like my drive. That was one of the things I wanted to do. So kind of talk about that a little bit, man, as far as like, you know, you kind of seeing that the disappointment of it, but also to the, the elation that you got once your name was called. What's your process? Do you think about it at that moment?
1: Nah, it just, it just really yeah. just give me that that chip on my shoulder. Like everybody that doubted me, just, I just got to prove them wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I see, man, you got the, on your shirt, man, it says hope. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is, that your, is that your model right now as far as like a chip on your shoulder, having that hope? You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Just having that hope and having that belief and always keeping faith. Okay, that's good. That's good. So when, when we're talking, like, so once you got the phone call, right, uh, they're talking to you, what was said on the phone? What What did they say to you on the phone uh, just to kind of, you know, get you there? And how did you feel after you got that phone call, put the phone call down?
1: Uh, so he just called me and said, uh, well, if you don't hear your name called in these last few selections, uh, they we, they going to take me for a hundred free agent. They, they was going to sign me. And- it was some good money in a good situation. So, it looked like a good spot for me.
2: So, uh, prior to that, uh, uh, Denerick, had you had any kind of contact with the Chiefs like, in the pre draft process? Had you had you talked to the Chiefs at all before and you finally got that, that, that phone call in the seventh round telling you that?
1: Uh, yes, sir. So, during the draft process, uh, I had a couple Zooms with them and, you know, some good coaches, you know, they like me. So, I feel like it would be a good fit for me.
0: What was, that, uh, uh, so, so what were some of the teams uh, that was talking to you, if you don't mind me asking? And,
1: like, like draft day or, like, on the process?
0: In the process. You know, and sometimes in the process, the teams that, that talk to you may not necessarily be the ones talking to you on draft day, right?
2: Because mm-hmm. it's kind of, it,
0: it, it, it kind of narrows down all of a sudden to, like, the ones that really want you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Uh, I, I talked to
1: the 49ers. Uh, they like me a lot and the Dolphins. Jaguars. I also I took visits to go see them teams over, oh, and it was good places
0: they like. Okay, okay. So then you get the call from Kansas City. What did you think? You know, did do, do you know any of the history of with Kansas City other than you know the, winning the Super Bowls? You know anything in history as far as running backs? Who's here running back? Uh,
1: yeah, I know this. Have uh, my guy uh, Jamal Charles. He was okay.
0: one of my favorite running backs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So sure, that's an easy one. That's an easy one, right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and what I was saying that uh, another guy was a great running back uh, with the Chiefs. Uh, one of my guys that I blocked for, uh, this dude had like like four touchdowns in one game. Uh, it's David uh, Bladelock, Mookie. It's, yeah, like, you know, yeah. Block told me, man, he, he he worked you out. He told me, he said, man, look, JD. He said, man, he's a he's a dog. He's a hard worker. He's out to go get it. Okay. And so I know when he's talking about it, I know he's being real with it. Okay. And, and like I said, we know each other. We've known each other for quite sure. Let me see. That's about what, 2000. That's about 20 years we've known each other.
2: So I know he's going to be
0: real with me. You know, ain't going to sugarcoat nothing. So if he says you're official, I know you're official. Uh, so, t- <coughs> so tell me a little bit about that process of you kind of getting ready, uh, coming into the draft. Like some of your workouts and stuff like that. What was you doing? What was your routine? Like, with Blaylock? Yeah, with Blaylock. With, you know, just the whole, yeah.
1: So, right after the season, my season ended kind of early, ended like November, so I was kinda, I was like the first one in the facility. You know, I met Blaylock. He was a good guy, and he just helped me get prepared for the East-West Triangle Bowl and helped me get prepared for the combine. He helped my speed, agility, my, my jumps. He, he, he helped all that, helped me increase all of that. So, you know, I just give my shout-out to him, and, you know, thanks to him for helping me.
0: Right, right. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, block man. He does. He does a good job uh, with guys, man. Getting them prepared and getting them ready. Shoot, you know, Hopefully, man. You mm-hmm. know, when you got time, I, I know you got to go see him again. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, yeah I, I still training with
1: him. I was, uh With him earlier right today. So yeah. Okay. All right. I'm still, still with
0: him. All right. Good. Good. Yeah, man. He, he, if anybody knows the process of how to do things, getting better, that's Derek Blaylock, man. He, he's one of uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you know, heart. That's you know they, they drafted him in, and Chiefs Kingdom love it. They love it. Yeah. So if they know he's connected to you, they're gonna love you even more, right? More than they love sir. him now <laughs> for, for getting you in here. Uh, yes, sir. What, what so, is
2: that? What is that, Coach Blaylock? uh told you about um, Kansas City. Has he given you any insights into uh into uh, Kansas City at all? Yeah. You guys talked about like the, the good spots to go to or anything? Has he has he told you anything about his time in Kansas City? Oh, uh, now we we have like.
1: So like, today was my first time seeing him since I got the news. So we didn't really get too much into that. We didn't just read his training today, but I'm probably gonna ask him later on during
0: the week. Okay, okay. Kansas City, man, a good city, man. What? How does it feel coming to, uh, you know, a Super Bowl team? Okay, you got You now you had you had an organization, uh, have been winning. Matter of fact, the best organization in football right now today. Uh, this is the place to be. Uh, how do you feel about that?
1: Uh, obviously, I feel great. You know, I know they have high expectations, and I'm just here to help them continue continue the legacy, keep it going.
0: Okay. Okay. So let me let me ask you, uh, you know, because I was watching some of your film, you know, just you know, kind of checking you out, uh, your running style a little bit. Who do you, who do you say? Okay, two part two part question. Who do who do you look at as far as running back wise? Okay, that you say, hey man, this guy right here is uh you know, he's the man, so somebody wanna be like and then what's your running style? Who 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 do you say you kind of emulate yourself after, if anybody, uh, when you run the football? Well, uh, obviously, me, me personally,
1: I feel like I play like myself, I feel like I'm different. Uh but I do like to I do like to watch other players and take stuff from their games and them guys will be like Chris McCaffrey or Tony Pollard. Donovan Taylor, okay, them three guys probably the main three guys I've been watching in the league.
0: Okay, okay. Do, do you feel like you have like at least some similar styles to any of those three that you just named, or like you yeah, said, yes, you sir. yes, sir. Okay, okay. What is uh, what? What do you feel like you could bring to the table uh, at running back for the Chiefs? What, like, what? What is your your greatest weapon and attribute that you have?
1: I believe me being able to. Break for long runs, uh, catch out of the backfield, get tough yards. It's a, a three down back. I mean, whatever they need, I mean, I feel
0: like I can do it. Hmm. That's good. That's good. You know, three three down backs is is is, is kinda tough to come by these days. Uh and if you say you can do that, that's 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 value that you have. Because uh, usually have a guy that's either a little bit small or a little bit bigger, but somebody can do it all three down back. Uh, Man, I, I'm telling you, man, there's a huge space in the NFL for guys like you. Uh, oh, what, what I saw on, on, on the video uh, is you, you seem like you like physicality. Oh, yeah, like, I like that. yeah. Mm-hmm. You, look, you, you look like you like to hit. You don't shy away from contact. Uh, you're not the running back to step out of bounds. You know, when I, you can see, you know, little guys start moving out. You know, don't want to get hit. Uh, to you though, it seems. When you get hit, you just keep going. It almost like it 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 it, it, it encourages you, you know, to keep bringing it. Is, is that something in your mindset? Like you kind of see? It? Is that what you you like doing?
1: Well, you just like I, I've been I've been running hard like ever since the leagues, so or just been carrying over. Just I just been getting better ever since.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, then Erica, one thing that I wanted to ask you. Um, so you got the call from Kansas City, and um. When when they called you, and I don't know how familiar you're from you're from Texas. So I'm assuming you're more of a. I'm assuming you're a Cowboys fan. Oh no, I ain't,
1: I ain't a Cowboys. You're I ain't not a fan? Cowboys. Cowboys. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but the one thing I, I want to ask: so, like last year, uh, the Chiefs, you know, drafted Pacheco the seventh round. Um, and we had signed in that offseason. We signed Ronald Jones. Um, and that year, last year, and we also had Ceh in the building. who's still in the building, but. Pacheco, a seventh round guy, ended up becoming the main ball carrier uh, by week four, week five. And it showed, I mean, did it show, did it kind of show you like that this team's not afraid to to, to start guys, you know, who are in the seventh round or later? I mean, was that one of the things that kind of popped out to you? Like, you know, like Pacheco was a seventh round guy. He was the main ball carrier in the Super Bowl. Like, I could, I could do that. You know, was that something that kind of stood out to you a little bit?
1: Yeah. It just, it just kind of showed that they just, they put the, the best player in. So that's just what it showed me.
2: What you like
0: uh, if if I told some of my guys I coached some guys that was coming into the uh, into the NFL getting drafted uh, coached at the uh, collegiate bowl NFLPA collegiate bowl uh, and all the guys the tight ends I had uh, are all free agents they are all free agent signings uh, one of the messages I gave to them is like listen this this is going to be your time right now now the job starts. OK, now the time is to take advantage of your situation, uh, your opportunity. You got to take it from what it's worth, every bit of it. You know what I mean, and so it's a it's a business uh, that is can be very, very brutal. OK, uh, but it's very rewarding if you're able to, you know, uh, keep yourself healthy. Obviously, keep your, your mind on what you need to do. Um, what, what has anybody ever talked to you about as far as like, you know, get into the NFL, what it means like? You know, do you have any anybody mentors wise that, that's done that before?
1: Uh, I got a, a few teammates like from Tulsa that's in the league now. It's the main thing is just your mentality, uh, just your study habits, and just turning into a pro and handling your business like a pro. And about like, what you going with your time now that there's no more school, like are you studying or like what
0: you doing, them type of things. Yeah. Yeah. It's good advice, man. It's great advice. It's great advice. Mm-hmm.
2: Then, Eric said, so, well, uh, a lot of people um, who may not know about your, your story. I mean, you started off at Texas A&M before uh, transferring to Tulsa. Um, Can you kind of talk about that kind of that journey going from Texas A&M uh, and then and then moving on to, to, to Tulsa, can you kind of talk about that? Because, I mean, I I, tr- I play college ball at D2 and D3, not not at your level, of course. But um, transferring, man, that, that, that I know nowadays it's such a big deal with the transfer portal stuff. But, like, back then, you know, transferring that many times can be tough. And taxing on a student and also as a player, too, you know, getting different in different programs and stuff. Can you kind of talk about that whole journey of going from Texas A&M to uh, Tulsa?
1: Okay, so originally, uh, coming out of the high school, I chose A and because they was called, I was recruited by Coach Sumlin, and they was only taking one running back. And I think he wound up getting fired like right before signing day. But I was committed for like over a year, so I decided to stay committed. And Jumbo came. who was a loaded. It was a loaded running back role, Probably like what seven running backs so on scholarship. Like that was in my grade, so I just didn't see my way to the field. So I, I, I stuck it out for like a year and a half and then wound up jumping in the portal and Tulsa gave me the opportunity of a lifetime and it just went on from there. That's what that's really where the journey started. Yeah.
2: And, and a great career you had at, at Tulsa. They were, uh, over 1,700 yards rushing and like 15 total touchdowns. Is that, that, that correct?
1: I don't, I don't know to about right. To be exact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Uh, so obviously, you, you, yeah, you get the call from uh, Kansas City and all that. Um, was what's what comes to mind when you think about playing behind uh, Patrick Mahomes, the, uh, the the modern day goat, as a lot of people are calling him.
1: You know, that's just it's a great feeling to be honest. Is being being around the type of people, you know, just higher expectations.
0: Yeah. Do you, you know much about uh? uh- the guys that's going to be in the same room with you as, that you're going to be, you know, competing with uh, and also to become a part family. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know a bunch about them guys, Jared McKinnon, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, C.E.H.
1: Uh, I've I seen like some film, but I don't know them personally, but I'm excited to meet them
0: and
1: go bond with them.
0: Good, good. Yeah. I tell people all the time, I said, man, you know, the thing is, uh, when you get into the Chiefs organization, man. It, it, it's really like family. It's really like family. Mm-hmm. Uh, those dudes, they're gonna take care of you. They're gonna make sure you're straight and, and you're right. Uh, that way, you can just go out there and strive and just ball what you need to do. You know, uh, like I said, just kind of taking Lord. care of that business. Um. So, so now you drafted, right? What what is what is uh, who have you talked to as far as family wise, and you know, and and you know, kind of where you was able to just. You know, take everything, you know, in stride with your family, man. What You know, talk about your people a little bit, you know. Friends, mother, father, brothers, sisters, you know, your family. You know, what's your family think about all this?
1: Oh, well, everybody was really, really excited for me. You know, the day after we just threw a draft party and invited all my friends and family. It was just a real, real good day for me. And see, the day I got picked up, it was my mom's birthday. So it was just... Uh. It was, it
0: was a good it was a, just a good feeling it was a, just a good day wow that's a good some great birthday present that's a great it's birthday present oh yeah oh yeah awesome that's nah, good that's good
2: uh, uh, danerica we are have a lot of chief fans um watch this um and listen to this podcast um what's what what's something you want the chiefs kingdom to know about danerick prince the player and the person what, what are some things you want chiefs kingdom to know about you what kind of guy they're getting uh to the city of kansas city uh, what type of
1: guy you getting? Uh, you getting a, a team player? Uh, football player? Uh, you getting a every down back? A guy that can catch the ball, run routes, get tough yards, break long runs. You just be wherever the coach need me to be. A real humble guy.
0: You uh, and I like you saying that. You saying you know anywhere the coach needs you to be. Uh, sometimes going in this, this situation maybe as, as, as a free agent uh, mm-hmm. you might be called to play special teams matter of fact yes, that's, right. and that's gonna be that's gonna be part of it that's gonna be mm-hmm. part of it. um the, the thing is uh if, if you're if you're willing like you said you're willing to get out there hit a guy get down on the field man you create an, an incredible value for yourself uh being able to be available that's the main thing right and so yes, uh I'm going to tell you, man, don't shy away when they ask you to do anything. Matter of fact, be the first one to step up there, right?
1: Yes, sir.
0: Oh, yeah, because it's going to come a time. The thing is, coaches are going to be out there like, look, we need a gunner. We need a a four or five, right? Shoot. Don't be the dude looking back and looking around like, who's going, right? Step right on in there. Step right on up in there. So you initialize and know that you want to play. Uh, initializing that you you belong to be here. Okay, if you got you got uh, 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 on a team, it picked you up. You deserve to be there. Okay, so make no mistake about it because it's not a mistake that you're on a team that team picked you up. All right, that means you got a lot of ability. Okay, now like I said, I watched your film, and and I love how you run behind your pads. I absolutely love it. Uh, and and that's like I said, that's the last lost art this day. You don't see a lot of guys run behind their pads. They just don't. Uh, but you got that lean, and uh, also, too, you got that high knee drive, that I've seen you know. Uh, I, don't know I don't know if you developed that just uh, during your time and just playing it. Was that when you was doing it younger, or did it come come a little bit later with that high knee kind of no, drive? No. I play? kind of developed
1: it when I, I ran track in high school, okay. and I kind of started developing it,
0: then. All right. Okay. Yeah, man, That, that that's producing that power. Uh you know, I could just think of guys back in the day, Roger Craig had a high knee drive. Uh, Ricky Walters, guys I knew, had a high knee. And so sometimes when people see it, uh, it may look a little orthodox to some people, but to people that know, just watch running backs over the years, the good ones do that. They had that high knee drive. They got that thing to them. And so you you have that about you. Okay. Um, what do you uh? I, I guess question. Go ahead, Mark. You have another question that, that some of the fans want to ask you. I know the fans want to know a lot about you. Man. Yeah, talking. I'm gonna let the fans.
2: I got know. index cards here. Of random, uh, random cl- uh, questions I got from fans to uh to ask to Uh, but before we get to that, I, I did want to ask you, uh, Dan Eric. Um, since we since the Chiefs signed you, um, this week, uh, your your highlights and all the stuff about you has been every chiefs fans oh my god denaire prince is awesome this is going to be great we're going to what, what what does that make you feel to see like uh to see some of the social the stuff on social media about you how how excited the, uh, the chiefs fan base is to have you uh in chief's kingdom i'm sure you had a seat right. yeah this is it's a real
1: exciting feeling you know numbers way just approved just them right
2: for sure yeah um jd you, you wanted to ask them before we get to the fans questions uh. No,
0: so so, how many people do y'all play in front of down there in Tulsa? Not too many. Not too many. Oh. not too many. <laughs> but man, you better go into Arrowhead Stadium. I'm talking about the the, the historic place of Arrowhead, uh, and now Super Bowl champs. Uh, that man, I'm telling you, that scenery is going to be rocking. It is going to be absolutely uh, deafening. But you're going to just get energy just seeing the crowd. Uh, just seeing like I said all of all of the history that it has there. Uh so 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 when do y'all get to uh to the practice facility? Have y'all when do y'all travel to get to uh to Kansas City? Or are you already here?
1: Uh I'm on the 14th.
2: Okay. Okay. And so we're gonna go to uh the fans questions. So I got uh, I posted a video online and got uh fans to kind of chime in and see what kind of questions uh, that they wanted to ask you, we've already covered some of the ones that a lot of people uh, had had want us to ask uh, in the in an interview. But um, we got some we got some good ones here. Um, so the first one, a bunch of fans want us to ask this one. Um, this is this is pretty good. Um, so last year during a post draft interview, Isaiah Pacheco made buzz on social media by saying he is quote willing to come in and take a grown man's job. Some followers wanted me to ask you if you are willing to do the exact same thing that Isaiah Pacheco did last year.
1: Oh, yeah, mo- most definitely. I love to compete. That's like my favorite thing to do is compete.
0: But that's, that's, but that's the mentality you got to have. Yeah, you gotta
2: look.
1: yeah, mo- yeah. most definitely. Most definitely.
2: All right. Okay, so um, next question. Um, this is from Twitter, a Twitter follower. What does Daneric think his Madden rating should be next year?
1: Uh, I know my speed should be up there. Uh I feel like I'm fast. Uh, I know most definitely that should be up there in the nineties. All
0: right, I like that. I like that. Nineties tackle breaking. What about tackle breaking?
1: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to prove all that. You know, I'm an undrafted free agent, so like people don't really know too much. So I'm just gonna have to prove it. Yeah.
2: Um. Okay. So. This is Kansas City, so you're going to the the land of barbecue, Denerick. Uh So, first question is, how familiar are you with Kansas City barbecue? And describe your ideal plate of barbecue.
1: Well, you know, I'm from Texas, so I ain't, I ain't really heard too much about it. So y'all going to have to show me some. <laughs>
2: <laughs> JD, tell some spots to go to. Yo, they,
0: there's, there's a couple of spots, man. One would be uh, – Q39 is one. Okay, that, that's really tasty. Mm-hmm. Gates is like your your one that everybody kind of knows. It's really good. Uh, there's there's a spot I didn't get to try it out. It's, it's called Slappies, I think. Slappies is supposed to be pretty good. LC okay. Bar- yeah, LC Barbecue. Uh, trying to think what else is good. Uh, Jack, Jack, Stack. Jack, Jack Stack is good. Uh, once you get there, man, you boy, you know, the, hey, let somebody. Put you in the direction, you know what I mean. Uh, you know, I've kind of gotten away from from eating a lot of barbecue, but I know you boys on a team, man. They, they, yeah, they're gonna put you together. We need to go eat, (laughs) yeah. Not not only that, but also, too, haircuts, okay. You got to go see the team barber, okay. All right, okay. Got got a cat named Dewan, man. He's got a real, real nice spread out there. Uh, he gets you all the way together, so.
1: All right, that's all
0: good.
1: Yeah, I need, I need a barber. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because you, once you get there, man, you're going to be taking a whole lot of pitches. So, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, DeJuan, is that's the guy to go to, for sure. That's where all the Chiefs go to.
2: Okay. This, this is my, my own question as an Eric. Uh, do you have a number yet with the team? Have they told you what number you're, you're going to be wearing? No, I haven't, I haven't heard anything yet. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited for that. If you could choose your number, JD, I don't know how that works. JD, do you get to choose your number when you when you go in there? I I have no idea how that works.
0: Yeah, the the numbers that the guys already got, they got. So, uh, this is how it works. You'll get a number that's not yours. You know, you'll just have it for, you know, however long until the rosters start getting cut down. So <laughs> you got to earn those numbers. It's, it's a earning thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. at the at the end of it, whatever's left over at the fifty-three man roster or whatever, that that's that's what's going to be your number. So you got to be make sure you are in that mix so you can have that number, man. But that number you
2: get, you earn it.
0: That's the, that's the way it works. That's the way it works. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um,
2: this uh, this is one from our our YouTube uh, followers. Um, uh, have you ever been to Arrowhead Stadium?
1: Oh no, sir, I've never been. I'm, ex- I'm excited
2: to get there, though. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard, I'm sure you've heard a lot about it, <laughs> man. Mm-hmm. It's that the most traffic I, I think I've ever seen. I, I'm from the DC area. I lived in Miami. I've seen some traffic, but I have not seen the traffic I've ever seen like like I did when I went to a one o'clock <laughs> start time at a Kansas City Chiefs game. I, mean, I told my Uber driver, "I was like, yeah, I just pull off to the side of the highway, and I just like walked out. I had to walk over like like two hills to get to the the parking lot. That was that was wild, JD." <laughs> Man, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I came kind of late for the the, the tailgating. So I was I was trying to go to the tailgate, but like people get there like the the, the night before, like three a.m. So like I mean, it's oh crazy. yeah, they they switched it up now.
0: Now now you have to be like I think it's like six hours before the game. Oh. Is that's that's the time limit. But when I'm telling you like six hours, them jokers is ready. They ready and <laughs> packed. They're ready to go. Throw the coals on and get the thing cooking. So. Uh, <laughs> A good time but I, I i hadn't had a chance to experience that man because i was always playing that's what i wanted to do last year i just wanted to get out there and just you know be in the people in the crowd you know so uh yeah man they're they gonna everybody's gonna welcome you with open arms man you, you just you, i mean i'm telling you, you will absolutely absolutely love uh kansas city uh, You will not be disappointed by it at all
2: the last question i got for you denaric uh from a twitter follower here um you kinda of answered this already, but uh this is so this is, opens it up a little more. Uh growing up, which running back uh does your game remind you of that you watched when you were growing up as a as a fan?
1: Uh so growing up, actually who really made me start playing running back was LaDainian Thomason. <clears throat> that's yeah, that that's where it really all started for real. Like back in 06, I used to watch him. I just wanted to be just like him.
0: It's a good running back right there now. Good running back. Yeah,
2: J. JD saw a lot of his touchdowns up cl- up close.
0: <laughs> I see a lot of touchdowns up close, man. And I watched him get a, a whole lot of touchdowns denied stuff. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. Uh, uh, I, so I, I got a good question for you. So when you come in, what would you say? Is one thing that you say you have to improve on? One thing you have to get better at uh as a running back. Is it is it pass protection? Is it uh better cuts, vision? What 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 do you feel like okay, I could get better maybe at this this area? Uh what would it be? What would the answer be? Uh
1: probably uh I'll probably try to work on my patience. Uh, probably read, reading defenses. I feel like I can work on that more now that I'm at the next level. Okay.
0: Did you do much pass protection down there at Tulsa? Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Okay, okay, alright. That's good. That's good background to have. Uh, you got a good one, man, up there with with the Chiefs, man, and Jared McKinnon. Uh, he, he's a master at it. He, he's a, he, a tactician. He'll 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 help with you. You know, being able to scan and see and read defenses, like you said. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's the main thing with you when you get that playbook, man. Stay in it. Stay in that joker.
2: All right, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. JD, you played for Andy Reed back back in the day. Do you have any um, Do you have any study study tips to to give to when he sees that playbook? I know I know it's the, the Andy Reid has probably expanded a lot since you, since you were with them. But <laughs> do you have any study tips for him?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's just like anything else. You know, the the time that that you need to be studying, go ahead and study. The time that you know everybody might be out doing something, study. Get that extra in. And so the thing is, the more you can know, the better off you're gonna be. The more you know, the better off you're gonna be. That's what you have to remember. Uh, but just make sure, just like anything else, how you're learning it. Just visualize it. Ask questions. That's another thing too, man. Don't don't. Hey, look, don't be afraid to ask questions. All right. Uh, sometimes when guys get up there, if they don't know what's going on, they scared to ask. Uh, you're gonna be look even worse because somebody's like, "Well, did you ask a good question?" Now, I didn't ask. Well, why not? Right. So, yeah, just ask the coaches, man. They, they, they're there to help you, okay? They're there to help you. So make sure you ask questions, man. Make as many questions as possible, but more so, study, study, study. Um, def- and, and even, like, defense, I'll I tell you this. I'll give you, I'll give you a little secret. Uh, like, reading defenses, talk to a defensive guy, okay? Because he'll tell you what they're trying to do, you know, what how things are and, like, what they're trying to achieve, you know, going against you. It helps out a
1: lot
0: too. Um, right? Yeah. So, uh, All right, man. Like I said, man, I, I'm, I'm, man, I'm, I'm just so, I'm, I'm happy, man, and I'm thrilled for you. Uh, you know, getting up here, man, in Kansas City. I uh, can't wait to see you out there on the field. I'll probably be up here at training camp. If I don't get there to like a, a mini camp or something, you know, I'll come over, come say what's up to you. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm out. I'll let my boy D, uh, D block. You know talk to him and like I said, man, he, he said he was certified, so I, I know you all good. And uh, all right. you just keep that going. You just keep that going, man. Keep working hard as you can. Uh, like I said, it's opportunity, man. And uh, take it for everything that's work. Take it for everything that's worth, okay? Never get comfortable. Never get complacent. Uh, always feel, like you said, you got the chip on your shoulder, always have that chip there. Always. All right? You' are gonna be fine. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that all that knowledge that you're giving me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Shoot. Sure.
2: That's what know? I'm here
0: for. That's what I'm here for. Shoot. Sure. I did. I did it for a long time. So my thing is, man. I'm. 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 paying it back. It's, it's, it's what it's supposed to do. It's. It's you time now. Now it's your time. So you know, mm-hmm, I like to see sir. cats like you coming, and, and I want you to, you know, take it over. So. Yes, sir. You know, I, I don't want you coming to have a couple. I want you to have a long career in the NFL. So, do it the right way, man. You will.
1: Yes, sir.
2: Great, great guy to hear it from uh, Denard. This guy played in Kansas City alone eight years and uh, 12, 12 year career, right? Right, JD. Twelve yeah. years, mm-hmm. twelve years total, eight years in Kansas City. The the, the perfect guy to be here in this room.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs>
2: All right, Deneric Though uh, we we wish you best of luck, man. We really appreciate you coming on, and we uh, can't wait to have you on. And uh, another point uh, during the uh, during the off season, during during the season as well, we'd love to hear what's uh what's what's new what's new with you and how everything's progressing with you. We'd love to we'd love to have you on again, my friend.
1: Yes, sir. I appreciate
0: y'all for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. The Ple- it was pleasure was ours, man. Believe me, pleasure was ours. Yes, sir.
2: And, and, any final words you want, Can't See to know before we uh, we head out here. And all the fans who are tuning into this episode.
0: Uh, hey,
1: I appreciate all the fans. And, hey, I can't wait to prove y'all right.
2: Heck can, yeah, baby. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yes, sir. All right, Deneric. Well, that does it for us, guys. We hope you guys enjoyed our exclusive interview with Deneric Prince. So, you guys just saw an amazing interview with uh, Deneric Prince, uh, running back at Tulsa, a rookie. And we hope uh, we hope he makes the team and sounds like a really good kid. And uh, we, we really, really uh rooting for the kid. Um we hope you guys enjoyed that episode uh with deneric but uh we obviously with breaking news in the chiefs kingdom we have to comment on this stuff it's naturally what we gotta do um so jd for months you've been saying that let's let's hold let's let's hold off on naming Taylor the starting left tackle let's 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 ride this out let's see what happens on the draft night and let's see what happens post draft you were the only one saying this and you know we always monitor all the chiefs news and everyone's like oh he's locked in to left tackle i've even said he's locked in to left tackle but you're like no let's relax on that And what happened today chief sign Donovan Smith left tackle from Tampa Bay uh, to a one year up to $9 million deal. So we'll see what happens with the incentives there. Um, Your reaction to this surprised or not surprised.
0: (laughs) Am I surprised? Come on, man. Hey, Hey, I hate to say I told you so, but Hey, I told you so now listen, I I, I'm not surprised at all. Um, (laughs) I believe uh, fully that uh, we were trying to address getting left tackle in the draft. Uh, I think it was our first priority. Uh, we didn't get it. I told you we had to draft the first five left tackles uh, to be serious about it. The guys that we named during our, our draft uh, segment that we had was Darnell Wright, and we talked about Anton Harrison. Okay, both those guys went early. You know, especially Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright was like I don't know, maybe eighth, tenth pick somewhere around there. I don't know, Chicago uh but then all of a sudden it was like well, those guys who would have been a great fit for what we do had the best feet in the uh, in the draft uh weren't available anymore. so I think Juwan Taylor was really he, he was a contingency plan uh, when he first got over here uh and I, I, I've said this I said listen look trying to make that transition from right tackle to left tackle is a difficult one uh it's not. It's not impossible because we see Orlando Brown Jr. do it, and so he did it. He certainly was, you know, did it pretty good. I, I think. I think he did a pretty decent job. You know, at times he struggled, uh, but to me, that's that was that's normal. I, I knew that was gonna. It was gonna be a process. It's, you know, it's a huge process. I don't, I don't think people quite understand. Is even though it sounds easy. Oh well, you know, he's just playing tackle. You know, he's going from right to left. How how different can it be? Was very difficult. You know, the difficulty comes with, uh, you know, your 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 body uh, gets used to being in a position for a long time, a certain position for a long time. It's almost, and I kind of liken it to like a boxer. You're almost asking a boxer who's you know who's right-handed to go southpaw, for him to become now the dominant southpaw. Now he can do it. Uh, will he still be as effective as 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 being a right-hand boxer? Uh, it's not going to be as strong. But it will be effective. It it almost he probably before you to think he's you know, he's a South Park boxer. But it won't be uh to the same effect and efficiency that you had a guy who was dominant in his hand and, and what he did. So this is not a shock to me. It's just it's not. Uh I know people were talking about it all oh, well, you know, we, we well we signed Juwan Taylor. Well, he was the right tackle. Uh I think the transition was okay. Orlando Brown Jr. left. We can get Juwan Taylor for this amount of money. If we get him, who was probably regarded as one of the best right tackles in the game at the time, right, let's get him here because we struggled with right tackle too, right? So we like we just struggled with Orlando <laughs> Brown Jr. We were struggling with right tackle, okay? And so we need to replace that too. Now, personally, I believe that uh, – Darren Canard, another one of us guys we had up here, is a guy that was getting better. They were talking about him getting better. Uh, We know Lucas Nyang is going to come back, right? Uh, But he's been dealing with injuries. We know that. His is just not the availability. Uh, Not the ability, the availability, uh, which was an issue and a problem. But Juwan Taylor coming in, having that athletic ability, what he could do, that was a possibility of him going to left tackle. I just, you know, personally, I just didn't see it. You know, I've I've been an O-line coach, I, you know, you know, watching the scheme. I understand that I've done pass protection. I block on the line. Been doing it for a long time. I know how difficult it is. Look, and it's and tight ends, we go from both sides of the right to left. So I know how difficult it is to go from one side to the next and to get it. But we work on that because you know we we have to be almost ambidextrous. You gotta work on both sides because that's the way that we just kind of it's our motion. That's our you know how we you know get into formations. Uh so yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not surprised by that at all. Uh, I just think, you know, I think what people were shocked at is because the amount of money that we signed for, right? I think it's the, that's the big issue. Uh, and I said this I said, you know, the thing is, if you get Juwan Taylor now uh, early, then you'll have to pay him a whole boatload of money later on down the road. Uh, you don't have to pay him a hundred some something million dollars to play right tackle. Get him where it's feasible early on. So we know the money's going up each and every year. Let's keep it, you know, at least where it's, uh, it's, it's, it's comparable to what we could can, we can give. Uh, and the reality is this we put that money into Juwan Taylor because we got a half a billion dollars back that we need to protect. Let's just be honest here. Let's just be real. And so we're talking about that. Then it makes a lot of sense that you put your money into the O-Lot. We, we hit in the draft with Creed Humphrey. Uh, with Trey Smith, we were hoping to hit it in the draft with a left tackle uh, that's going to be able to help out the line too. Especially, if you got Joe Thune right there beside beside him that can help him out a whole lot. We paid a lot of money for Joe Thune. That that investment has paid off in, in great dividends. It has. We I mean we we have won that investment. That investment that we had in him, we have won. He it, look, he went out there and paid left tackle when we needed him to. Right. So that that that's, to me is not. Uh, It's not difficult to understand. Uh, I've been doing it for a long time. And I'm just saying that, not saying that Juwan Taylor can't do it. He does have the ability. We know that. We know that, like I said, he's athletic to do it to play, to tackle. Uh, But why would you, and here's the question, and this is what they have to explore, is if you have a tool, why use a screwdriver when the hammer is the tool that you need, right? Like, we don't have to – had to use a screwdriver for the hammer. Well, we have a hammer. We're going to go get a hammer. So that's the thing. Juwan Taylor is an is a absolutely brilliant, a gifted right tackle. He's athletically gifted. He can go to left tackle. But if he doesn't pan out, if he had not really been playing left tackle, it's going to take some time for that development, for that transition. Now, you can sit there and say, like we did, and I talked about this too, we got uh, Jared McKinnon back. Jeff McKinnon was one of those things like, okay, if everything just doesn't work out, Jerry McKinnon is going to be the guy to be able to help out. So we're talking about chips and all of that. We're talking about giving on Leonard Brown Jr. We still had to do the same thing with Juwan Taylor, maybe just making that transition. or we'll get a guy here who might've been a rookie. So, uh, so now you go and you go, you go get a guy, Tampa Bay, who was who, pretty solid. I, I watched, you know, over the years, uh, they might talk about we well, have a great year. Well, sure, there's gonna be down years the years that guys have. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Uh but he I, I think uh he'll get right. They gave him nine million dollars, so I think they, they feel he can do the job. If they didn't feel like he could do the job, uh they would have brought him here. But I think this right here wasn't necessarily a desperation move, but it was a necessary move. It's a necessary move because you want a guy that's being deemed to play that position, who's being playing that position uh for his entirety of his career that's the guy you want doing that job and the responsibility so it's, it's not hard to understand that isn't.
2: and you also got to factor into like you know now with donovan smith the left tackle juan taylor right tackle and then drafting Wanya morris you know who can compete uh and then you have Niang and Kennard already there so you you have and prince too let's not forget prince um uh you have a pretty good, you, you go from a team that was kind of slim at tackle, and now you have a pretty good depth at, at the tackle position, which I think is, I think it's a brilliant move. Also, to, to, to counter your point, or not counter, but to contribute to your point of uh, the Donovan Smith signing, they obviously like Donovan Smith enough to pay him $9 million. Cause anything we've seen this offseason, he don't like paying anybody anything. So the fact that we're paying him up to $9 million shows you how much we want to lock out, lock down that left tackle position, maybe just for one year. And then we can have the, uh, see what we can do for the future wise in the left tackle spot. Um, so, yeah. I, what do you make of the depth we ha- now have at the tackle position?
0: Uh, I think it's, it was necessary. I, th- I think this signing was a necessary move. It was a necessary signing. So even if DeWan Tackle wouldn't have played left tackle, you, know, you still may, I don't, I don't you still may get over that way, right? Uh, but you have a capable guy. And the depth that you have now, you don't have to necessarily worry about it. if this guy is out of it, you know, who do you bring in? To play this position, and so Jerome Taylor, who has that ability, he'll get reps at left tackle. I guarantee, look, and in, in, in camp, he'll get reps at left tackle. I promise you, he'll probably do that, okay? Uh, but like I said, that's a contingency plan, that's what that is. Uh, but I, I do believe that uh, because we didn't get those tackles early on in, in the draft, it was kind of reactive about who he was going to get. As far as tackles right plus it's like okay well we got to change what we we're thinking of what we're going to do uh now let's go get the defensive end which is fine this is this is how drafts happen this is how it works and so what they just did is start taking names off the board okay names off the board where's the party at right now okay and so they knew defense was one of their priority. we need a defensive end okay we need a wide receiver same thing if that if, if everything just falls with B hop and it didn't work and it was too much money to do that. Sure, go get your wide receiver up. God is gonna be here. So we did that too. So this is still a good draft. Uh we still the well, Mary Morris is still a good draft pick. Okay. We got guys, we got depth, which we need. Uh I like it. I love the side. I think that to me, I think that was strategic by by Beach, uh just doing the right thing. Really because ultimately the, the reality is that you have guys in the back quarterbacks who are making so much money that the, the, the the team goes as the quarterback goes. That's a fact. That's just, that's just what it is. So you have these superstars, MVPs who's making a boatload of money. You got to make sure you're protecting that investment and protecting that guy. Because if he goes down, it's, it's a whole different conversation. Right? Really? Yeah. So, uh I don't think anything is, uh, you know, kind of hard to understand. I, I think, uh, you know, they were talking. it's kind of up in the air. But to me, I, it just felt like uh, it, it's not solidified that he's going to play left tackle. You know, like I said, we wanted to do another experiment, bringing a guy who's right playing right tackle go to left. Um, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to put the time and effort into that? Okay. And if he doesn't pan out, then you're
2: paying $80 million for a guy who's having a hard time struggling in their left tackle.
1: Yep.
2: right yeah and i remember when we looked at uh Juwan taylor's workout uh videos i remember you pointed out more more times that he was in a right tackle set than he was in a left tackle set um key he was for me was oh he's doing a left tackle step Really, like, yeah but he's doing he's doing more right tackle sets than i'm seeing him do left tackle sets um but uh, my question to you is uh are we a better football team today, knowing that we have now have a legitimate guy who can play left tackle, rather than hoping that Jawan Taylor can play left tackle?
0: Absolutely. I mean, no doubt about it. If you don't think you can become a better team, you don't give a guy nine million dollars. You're giving the guy nine million dollars because you think he's going to come in and do the job and you're going to make the team better. That's the only way you're going to make and give a guy that type of money. It's because you expect him to come in and make the team. Absolutely better. And so what this did was, it just kind of uh, it, it reinforced uh, the line that we needed to have. Okay, and so we have things to fall back on, guys, to fall back on. Uh, but right now, in all accounts and all measures, what they're saying, man, he's hey, a lot of us gonna play left tackle. Some he's been playing for a long time. And some uh, most of the years he's been playing at a high level like, too.
2: And blocking for the goat, as most people call it, refer to him as so.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna be playing. He be blocking for the the new goat.
2: The new goat. The, go. the, the up and coming goat.
0: <laughs> the up and coming goat. That's right. That's right. Sure. That's the, the that's the priority. That is the key. That right there has to be a priority. Yeah, I mean, there's no other way to look at it.
2: So. And, and you bring up a really good point. Last thing we'll say on this, uh, you bring up a really good point as I think people forgot how much we talked about needing a right tackle last year. I think because Wiley stepped up in the playoffs, that people forget they kind of forgot everything that we we were upset about the pat the 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 pressures that he was allowing on the right side. This would be the first time. This is why I'm happy about this. This would be the first time right and left um, that Mahomes will have solidified tackles on both sides. Um, and I know we had Fisher and Wiley. I know Wiley Fisher and um and Schwartz, but now we have the, the uh, um Smith and uh, Juwan Taylor on left and right side. And I think it's gonna be. Pretty scary to have uh, uh, both tackles really locked down, and and I'm confident in both those guys. I know people want to bring up stats, how many sacks he allowed last year, how many pan- holding penalties Donovan Smith had. But for the most part, like you said, he's been a pretty solid left tackle in in, in his career.
0: Right, and, and then also, too, we, we got Jerry McKinnon back. So if we need a chip or, you know, get out, give him a little help, we'll do that, too. We got an uh, all-pro left guard, Joe Thune, beside him as well. We can do that too. So, I, to to me, uh, you get nine million dollars, get the left tackle you need. Uh, don't change things other than just get it. You know, reinforce what you had and get it better. That's it. This, this is it's practicality. That's to me. That's how you do things. It's just you know, that's a practical way of doing it. Right. Get a guy that's, that that's his specialty, this position. Let him stay there. Let another guy stay here. I hate playing musical tackles and musical linemen and all of that, man. Forget that. Okay. Leave it for the nursery rhymes and whatever. So let's <laughs> let's get real. Let's get serious about this. And they did. And that's why I, I love Beach about making this move, right? Beach and I shoot, I'm sure the coaches and all of them talked about it. I'm like, okay, listen. Hey man, it's gonna be a task. We know we can do it. It's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some time.
2: Yeah, happy about the move. So Chief Concerns gives that move an A-plus um, from, from us.
0: A-plus, <laughs> thumbs
2: up, uh, no doubt about it. Somebody made a comment that, that you know,
0: there's no difference between right and left tackle. That's just, that's baloney. It's baloney. Baloney. Sure. When, when you're right-hand dominant, uh, you could absolutely know that when you're looking, you turn like this, you know, you can see the, the, the pass rush coming. You have to feel this one behind you. Right? Because you can't see this. You have to feel. Right? I mean, you got eyes in the back of your head. If you do, then I
2: you know,
0: you're a whole different person. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but then you be making a full a full billion, not a half a billion.
0: Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> you're an alien from somewhere else.
2: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> all right. Uh, well that does it for us, everybody. We uh we thank you guys for tuning in. Uh we also I also want to give a shout out to all the viewers that we had on the live shows this weekend for the uh for our, our reaction shows. While our guy JD was down on the ground, uh, getting getting live reports from, from the draft. Um, but yeah, we just want to get, thank everybody for our tuning in to our show, downloading it this past weekend. Uh, we had a great time. Um, and we hope everyone enjoyed the Daeneric Prince uh, interview that we have for you guys tonight.
0: Absolutely. Sure. Hey, man. The, the guys are in the building. So uh, let's just enjoy it, right? And I know we sometimes we, we, we want to be reactionary to things. And the thing is, uh, hey, let everything follow the way it, it should, okay? Them and, and guys going to do their job. They know what's going on. They know what they're doing, okay? You can question whatever, but look, these guys, they get paid for this. They've been doing extensive study to take care of these things, so um, trust it, right? They said trust trust the process. Trust the process.
2: Uh, that's my guy, Joel me, baby.
0: That's right.
2: VP now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But all right, guys, we'll uh we'll, we'll we'll end with that trust the process there. We'll see you guys next week on Chief Concerns. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hi everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.